Hi there, welcome to the very first episode of our podcast, After You. Uh, I'm Jane. I'm Tarzan. And today's topic is... After You. After You. So I believe today we're discussing benevolent sexism. That was the first thing that came to my mind when I heard the words After You. Obviously, one of our references to the title After You is the gesture of holding, usually, well, in this case, a man holding the door for a woman and saying, after you. Or ladies first. Exactly. Or women and children. Precisely. And I would like to argue that these gestures, which are often just considered acts of chivalry or as a kind gesture, maybe even simple manners, can actually be benevolent sexism. And I would like to argue that that entire opinion is benevolent sexism. Okay, let's get into this. So I think a good place to start would be how would you define benevolent benevolent sexism? I would suggest, since it's your premise, that you define it. Okay, so I would say benevolent sexism is the, maybe not the opposite of hostile sexism, because there's going to be similarities, they're both examples of sexism. but while with hostile sexism, you think of men maybe as being dominant aggressors, um, thinking of women as being too emotional, um, it's quite misogynistic. Benevolent sexism is characterized by men, people, not necessarily men, um, men and women seeing women as being fragile and they have a desire to protect and preserve women. Okay, no. Presuming your premise is correct, mm-hmm. are there any examples of benevolent sexism that you think are positive? I would never describe sexism as being positive. What I think it is important to do is, so the examples we're using are holding the door open for someone, maybe lending your coat some to, in this case a woman, you can see that she's cold, and I don't think those examples have to be sexist. And I think the key question you've got to ask yourself is, would you be happy if this was done to you? So my question to you would be, because uh, I know you often do, you walk me home, you open the door for me, um, maybe you look after you. Um, we live in a very hot country, so you've never felt the need to lend me your jacket, but I actually think you probably would. Mm-hmm. Um, but let's say we're outside and it is cold, I can see that you're cold, and I have a spare scarf in my bag. Tarzan, would you like to borrow my scarf? How would you take that? Or if I offered to pick up the bill, or I held the door for you, how would you take that? Well, I'd let you take the bill. I don't think there's anything wrong with that in this day and age. You can have Good. successful women making more money than men, that can happen. Mm-hmm. And so on those occasions, fair play. However, yes, I do have a bit of that chauvinistic aspect where I wouldn't take a scarf or appear to be weak because I think as a man, you have to present, even if it's against the worst hardships, you have to present something that shows itself as being firm and strong. And so then that's when I think it's sexism. And on a much nicer note, I, so I actually sent, I was making notes for this podcast and I sent it to a male friend of mine asking for his thoughts and some feedback. And he went, really? There's men that are offended by women holding the door? Like, that's a thing? And so I do believe that there are examples of when it's 
not sexism, it genuinely is just a kind gesture. I know I personally would hold the door for anybody, I think it is just good manners. But when you're doing it because you're seeing women as being less capable, that's when it is sexism. And I do think the way of differentiating between being sexism and simply good manners is by going, how would you feel if it was a woman doing it for you? Right, well, in this example, I'm going to look at older people. By older, I mean elderly. Mm-hmm. So I try and assist an elderly man with his uh, bags, for example, and he will still show what I mentioned earlier, that sort of strong, firm, you know, I can look after myself aspect. Whereas I do the same to an older woman, she may very well be appreciative of it and say thank you mm-hmm. and let me assist her. Now, I'm not saying there aren't older men out there who wouldn't take the assistance. And I'm not saying there aren't elder women who also wouldn't take the assistance, but generally it's seen as being a decent thing to do. Now, it's not me being a man necessarily that's making this why I'm doing it. I just see someone who I think I could assist and do they know it's Christmas time at all? <laughs> that's what I'm saying though, that I am perfectly fine if it is just a gesture of good manners, if it is just us looking out for each other and trying to be welcoming. Um, trying to be considerate, trying to look after each other. I actually think it's a really lovely gesture when someone, especially if it's a stranger, who's deciding to wait for you, help you out. Like the world would be a better place if we you know, all looked after each other a little bit more. The issue comes when you're doing that because you think this person is less capable than you, is more fragile. And I think the danger in benevolent sexism is because it's lovely. Like I'm going to hold my hands up completely and go, I've definitely gone, oh, wasn't he sweet? Wasn't, you know, isn't he a lovely guy? And he picked up the bill or, you know, he even pulled the chair out for me on our date, that sort of thing. But actually it can be dangerous. It can be a more treacherous type of sexism because it's easy to go unnoticed. And if it's still a hindrance to sexism, there's definitely an argument to be made that it's, you know, just as dangerous as hostile sexism. Okay, well, again, pause and reflection on this. Uh, I've been a waiter in my past, and I've pulled a chair back for a man and a woman, and it's been expected and respected, and a good waiter usually goes unnoticed. The experience isn't there for the waiter's intention. You're meant to be entertaining your guests, and you're wanting to have as little interaction with anybody else as possible. As a good waiter, you make sure the food's there, the bread sticks are there, the chairs are pulled back, Everything works perfectly. You check your drinks whenever they're ready, but not too much to bother. I would suggest that being decent can be akin to that, rather than being viewed through a sexist lens, which I think possibly is sexist itself. You mean jumping to the conclusion that, say, maybe if I was at a restaurant and you pulled the chair up me as my waiter, and I automatically presume it's sexist, and then go have to kind of go, oh, when I then see that you then pull a chair from my mouth and go, oh, he was just doing his job. Mm-hmm. I think that's absolutely fair. And I think it's really important that we do recognize that these acts of, what some people describe as acts of chivalry can be that. It can just be, uh, yeah, it can be decency, it can be considerate. Like I said, I think the real issue though becomes is when men are, uh, doing this because they see, um, you know, they view women as pure, yet helpless and incompetent that need to be helped, 
um, and that's the reason why they're doing it. Okay. And in my personal experience, I've spoken to you lots about, I have this wonderful echo chamber of men who would consider themselves feminist or female allies, or at the very least, not sexist. But I think if pushed, a lot of them would admit that they feel at the very least awkward or uncomfortable in the situation, particularly, let's say, of women getting the bill. And I think it's important to use those incidences as a means of starting up a conversation and dialogue and going, you know, why does it make you feel uncomfortable that I'm offering to pick up the bill? You know, why is that? And often, so what I'm saying is that it's not as black and white as you know, these men are sexist pigs. It's about going that maybe sexism is so ingrained in our society that, you know, even very decent men are made to feel uncomfortable by a woman picking up the bill or being made to feel uncomfortable by, not all men, by no stretch, all men, um, you know, but are made to feel uncomfortable. You know, even you've said you, you know, would admit to feeling like that's not your role if, you know, a woman goes to help you with something such as opening the door. You know, why is that? Um, and something I'm very passionate about is I believe equality, um, which is what feminism is, should benefit both sexes. Okay, I'll just let you know that if I end up being in hospital for whatever reason, I will not mind that the person performing the surgeries have been directed as a woman. For the record, also, I wouldn't mind what colour skin they have or what accent they have. Quite right. Because they are the professional and seeing everything through a sexist lens can be dangerous. That said, there are plenty of people who identify as male feminists or allies uh, who end up being rapey and uh, pretty bad people overall. And so, yes, I'd say there's a dangerous, hostile aspect to benevolent sexism when you look at actual predators. That's said and done. I find most people not to be that way. And so, that's why I can never identify as a feminist or an ally to feminism. That's said and done. I'll walk along the marches with you. I'll hold my hand up. I'll pay the money, send the bills, sponsor whatever's going on, assist where I can. But I will not actively do it because I feel men who do are not being there for the best reasons. Okay, so I would say that I feel like <laughs> whether or not men can be feminists is an argument for a different podcast. Okay. Um, only because we'll be here for much longer than the 30-minute allotted slot. Um, but that actually, I feel, fits in with my argument that benevolent sexism can be just as dangerous, if not more dangerous, than hostile sexism. And... I think it's quite dangerous because it can feel nice, it can feel welcoming, it's sexism with a smile. And I know you've used the phrase, and it's um, a quote used by some of the professors over at Northeastern University who did a study on benevolent sexism versus hostile sexism, is the phrase a wolf in sheep's clothing. Mm -hmm. And this is why it's dangerous. And I know you've, we often talk about maybe going on dates, and you're quite as someone, you know, with good friends, you look, off, look out after me, and you go, oh, Hannah, you know, be careful to let, you know, the guy who seems nice, you know, he might just be a wolf in sheep's clothing, and I think that's often what benevolent sexism is, these people that seem nice, you know, if it's, as opposed to them doing this nice gesture, because it is simple manners, it's being considerate of other people, if they're doing it because they see women as being less capable, that's where the issue becomes quite dangerous. 
Um, well, okay, I'm going to agree with you there. There are predators out there who will take advantage of what other people call decency. Mm-hmm. And so, again, I've got many women friends. In fact, just got a little bit of background for myself, I'm the only man in my family. I've got a large family. So I've been dealing with women all my life. And uh, having done that, I've made loads of female friends. And so I have been that nice guy. And I'd like to feel that I'm still that nice guy. But I do recognise that there are other people out there who take advantage of their friendships with women and they can make it seem like all guys are bad guys. Now, don't get me wrong, all men are bastards and the ones that don't take that, I haven't got the shoulders for it. A real man can accept that and just wash it off like nothing. And so, all men are allowed to be attacked. I'm for that. (laughs) No, I really am. I think it's... If you're not a real man, if you can't take getting called a name, I mean, I had a very good friend of mine pour a drink over my head because I think I had a hit on her one night and she was like, nope. And I'm like, okay. And then went on for another woman. And then she decided that she was now jealous or upset that I went on to another woman and poured a drink over my head. She was right to do that. And I had to make myself look like a fool in public. And I got on with it because that's what a man does. So yes, I do have very sexist, chauvinistic aspects to what it is to be a man. Now that said, doesn't mean I look down on women doesn't mean I think any less of women, but I do think that a man who looks at women as prey or weaker is somebody to be worried about. And so in that regard, I would say you're correct. Benevolent sexism can be dangerous. That said, I really don't think it's that often the case. I think sometimes when you view everything through a sexist lens, you make things more dangerous than they have to be. It's like when you worry about something so much, it then happens. Did you make it happen? And I think that could be a little tiny aspect of benevolent sexism. You know, if you're scared of men, the one that gets you will be the one that sees the prey, the one that knows the best way to get to the the meat, as it were. (laughs) Whereas if you're perfectly strong and powerful within yourself, self-realized, that won't happen because that person will be scared of you. And so that's where I feel I fall with a benevolent sexism being used as a predatory means. Yeah, I think I do appreciate, I think a lot of things, not just this, but in life generally is all about mindset. And you know, you all know that if you go into a situation with a positive mindset, you're likely to see things positively. If you go into something being like, this is gonna be crap, the likelihood is the event is gonna be yep. crap. And so, you know, going through life believing that all men are sexist pigs and the reason why they're holding doors for you and stuff, is because they view women as incapable rather than just being nice guys. That's how you're going to see things. Um, but I do think, as with, unfortunately, I don't have statistics to back this up, but I'm pretty sure, as with most things, I think as soon as you start looking at sexism, um, uh, that there'd be more men than you would care to believe who, if even if they didn't necessarily say that they felt that women were fragile and helpless and needed to be protected. I think quite, I'd like to think quite few men would not admit that. But I think when pushed, I think a lot of men, more than you would, get, would expect, would admit to feeling uncomfortable about, let's say, being on a date and picking up a bill or a woman offering their scarf or a coat if they're cold. And I do think that shows um, an ingrained sexism in our society. And what I think is particularly dangerous about this 
is it's going to entice women to accept the status quo in society because it, it feels nice, it feels welcoming, it feels appealing and harmless. And that's what we've got to be careful of and needs to be questioned. Okay, look, firstly, I'm going to argue, and this again maybe its own podcast in the future, there is no status quo. That, that is a fallacy made to condition us to accept what is presented as the social construct known as the status quo. Now, There's episode two right there. Right, I will quite happily not take a scarf or a coat from someone, even if I need it. Now, I take it off a dude? Yes. Will I take it off a girl? No. Does that make me sexist? That's the question. However, I'm going to suggest that the entire premise of expecting coats or scarves or bills or doors, that in itself is sexist. It's not appreciative of just being decent. Again, when I help a dog, am I being doggist? <laughs> no. And I think this is something we've touched on. So me and Taz, and we've had the reason for doing this podcast, is that these debates have been happening. By yourself. Yes, since we've met. Um, and something that often comes up is the fact that women can be sexist, and something that I've never shied away from. Um, and I think that's an example of, you know, if women are expecting those things because of them being a woman, um, is an example of sexism. A woman expecting it because she can see that this person who she can, I mean, not necessarily considers a friend, but can see that person has a spare scarf, they're clearly freezing and going, hey, come on, be a decent person, lend me your spare scarf, mm-hmm. is completely valid. Her going, give me your scarf because you're a guy and I'm a woman, that's not. And that would be an example of benevolent sexism. Or we're going to call that reverse sexism or anti-sexism or, you know, there's all these terms going to put these days. I would call it point blank to sexism. Well, that's what I would call it also. However, I do think that the biggest uh, aggressor to women are other women. And I'm not saying there's not misogynists out there who absolutely hate women. There are. There are very, very, very few, like, probably less than 0.1%. So there are psychotics out there who hate women. Yeah. They properly hate. Yes, because I think it's important to make clear how no one used the term misogyny. You're very much using it as the The definition as it's written. As to hate women, whilst I do feel like, and I'm not saying this is right or wrong, it's semantics, that now misogyny is now tends to be rather necessarily hatred of women, it's kind of any kind of sexism. Any, anything that makes it uncomfortable for the women is now seen as misogyny. Now, again, I'm not happy with discomfort for anybody, but I do think using the term misogyny is very wrong. So again, there are misogynists, there are people out there who absolutely hate women, and I'm going to call them other women. And yes, there will be a couple of guys out there that do it as well. I think women tend to be their own worst enemies with regards to being a collective. That's not to say individual people, they're fine. But you do get somebody who will just like a crab in a bucket. They'll hold you back just because they can. They won't let you escape. And so I would say if we're looking at sexism properly, we have to look at everybody. Oh, 100%. Not just male and female. I think women can be their worst, own worst enemy. And I think men can be their own worst enemy also. Mm. And again, you've got the cross-gender stuff. Mm-hmm. Uh, that's to be expected. But I do think hatred rather than sexism, is something that is abundant in society, particularly nowadays. And uh, as polarising as that might be, it'll probably get some people clicking because it says hatred. Uh, And I'd rather we were more loving with each other, which again falls back to this 
implicit bias that be holding the door open or saying you first or after you, which is what we're calling this. I don't think that's necessarily a bad or sexist or any of that type of thing. I think it's just being decent to someone else. I really, really hope the majority of the time that is the case. The point that I want to make is that unfortunately I think often that's not and I don't even think it's necessary. I mean, some men I think are going, oh, no, you're not capable to that here, let me help you. But I do think most of the time people are doing those things without even noticing because it has just become the norm that women need help, women are cold, we need to look after women just because that's how they've been raised, it's ingrained in society. And it would just be so easy and nice just to ignore this because it, like I said, I know I keep saying the same thing because it does feel warm and nice. Like I said, I will hold it's up my about, hand. It's not about warm and, and nice. It's, and it's about, it's Titanic. The ship is sinking. That's a fact. Mm-hmm. We're going to die. But we've got some lifeboats. Who do we put on them? Women and children. Men then become the second class. And men are happy to be the second class in that case because you want your mother, you want your child, you want your sister to be the one that gets to live because that's ingrained. It's not sexism. It's there in the genes. See, I would completely argue that that's a prime example of benevolent sexism. Like, why are you letting the women in first? Because they can have children. Do you think that that was... Okay, so we're on the Titanic. Do you think... I don't think there's philosophical arguments as the Titanic was sinking. I think whilst the Titanic was sinking, I thought, what's most important? And it's women and children. I don't think that's inherently but uh, no, sexist. Do you, no, but ha- do you think they've gone, oh, we're giving women these faces because they're more important? Yes. So I don't think that's what it is. I think they've let women on because they're considered less capable, Why would you fragile. waste space? I guess I think it's more to do with their fragility. Versus death. There's guaranteed male death here, right? Guaranteed male death. But, you know, I'm just going to waste... No, no, put the women and children on. That's okay. Because they clearly are completely and utterly irrelevant. But my death is actually, you know, something that's more important to me. I know. Not irrelevant, I think, fragile. And the idea benevolent sexism, by definition, is believing that women need to be preserved, are fragile, need to be protected. And that is the reason... Why, for example, on the Titanic, they were allowed on the boats first. So it's a prime example of that. It wasn't because, oh, women are amazing. You know, women give birth. Women, you know, are the mothers of our children. Let them go first. They're so much greater than us. Like, no, that wasn't the case at all. It was because women are, were considered more fragile and needed to be protected. Okay, so there's another example here. I have an obituary for Yvonne Brill, who was a scientist who died, I think, in 2013. And it read, she made a mean beef stroganoff, followed her husband from job to job, and took eight years off from work to raise three children. The world's best mum, her son Matthew said. But Yvonne Brill, who died on Wednesday at 88 in Princeton, was also a brilliant rocket scientist who in the early 1970s invented a propulsion system to help her keep communication satellites from slipping out their orbits. Um, now, the reason why I'm arguing this is benevolent sexism, although very importantly, it's obvious that there is nothing wrong with saying how wonderful it is um, that she was able to balance her professional and personal life. You know, it's wonderful that she was a fantastic mum and wife, and that should, of course, been acknowledged, and that is truly important. 
However, if she was a man, that obituary would have read fundamentally different. The focus on it would be a complete shift. Well, I'm absolutely certain you're correct there. However, if he made a mean beef stroganoff, that might very well have been an open table <laughs> as well. I mean, there's no way of knowing how good that stroganoff was. And so, whilst you're perfectly correct, women do get treated differently from men, particularly in this scientific field. So a woman gets called a woman before she gets called a scientist, whereas a man gets called a scientist before he gets called a father. Mm-hmm. And yes, there is something wrong with that. And I'm, I'm not taking any of that away. That's something that's got to be corrected. However, let's look at trans women. Are trans women given the same benevolence as normative women, as heteronormative women? Do excuse me that. Uh, I know, Careful. I nearly got stabbed <laughs> by the feminist manifesto women, didn't I? Uh, Holding the knife up to his throat, ladies, as we talk. Mm-hmm. And so, do trans women still get the same... I mean, again, when I was a waiter, I'd pull the chair back for anyone. That was my job. So, did I pull the chair back more for a woman or a man or a trans person? No, they could pull back exactly the same amount. But, do trans women fall under this benevolence that you seem to think is an eclipse upon women. Well, it's all to do with how they're seen, isn't it? Like, if a man sees her as a woman, as he should, um, you know, trans women are women. Um, I like women with beards like that. I really one that won the Euro uh, vision. No, I'm just saying, she's clearly a woman, yeah. but she's got a big beard. You'd be easy to describe her as a man. Children would say that's a man. It's my point being that I think it's all dependent on you can't say, oh, all men treat trans women in this way, because it's all to do with how they are viewed. Unfortunately, unfortunately, not all people will see trans women as women and then treat them accordingly. Like They're not going to be treated maybe with the same bias as women by people who, unfortunately and sadly, do not see them as women. The personal identifier and who they are, they're using it as a predatory means and so, therefore, are they also taking advantage of this benevolence granted to the pure-hearted, the good people in the world? I think that's very, very far and few between. Um, I agree, but it's, it does happen. Yes, but I think we should be very, very careful to discuss that topic because, again, this to you before, it's important that we don't make that part of their narrative. There's always going to be bad people in whatever group of people we talk about in the world. And... So of course there's going to be, you know, trans women, trans men who take advantage. Take advantage. But that is the minority and something we should definitely not make that the focus. We've got so many issues facing them. I think we've got to be very, very careful not to make this one of them and definitely not to sound anti-trans. Um, in terms of trans women facing the same bias that women do, I think it's all to do with how men and women uh, see them, and then how they see them is obviously going to affect how they treat them and whether or not they treat them with that bias. Well, I would like to know if there's any trans men out there, do you feel that you have some sort of implicit bias based in sexism as a superiority complex, or do you see yourself as just being decent, as I do? Uh, I don't know if we've got comments or questions or whatever, I don't know how this technology works, but I would, I would like to know from any trans men do you feel that somehow you're looking down upon or, uh, oh, what do you call it, pandering to, there's a con word, isn't there, uh, 
Anyways, looking down upon or, I don't know, being superior, I suppose, is what it's meant to be to your uh, women, friends, colleagues, community. Do you feel that way as a trans woman? Because I'd be very interested to see if this argument holds weight. Me too. And yeah, please do, if you uh, do have any comments on what we've spoken about today, uh, please do leave us comments. We would love to hear them. And if you've got any ideas of what you'd like to hear us discuss next. Um, just for the record, I don't actually want to hear your comments. I just want to hear the particular comment I asked for. Trans men, do you feel somehow superior to women? By all means, add comments and we'll, I'll laugh at them. But uh, I'm looking for a genuine response. Okay, so address your comments to me because I would love so to hear. So Jane, Jane wants to hear comments, okay? Uh, yeah, please do let us know if you agree, disagree with what we've said. And maybe if you've got some personal experiences related to what we've said. I, even if Taza doesn't, would love to hear them. Yes, and I'm looking forward to talking more with you in the future, Jane. You too.